When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's happening? It's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Welcome to the latest edition of In the Huddle. We got a little different. Uh, we got some personnel changes. Let's just say for this third Thursday edition, and you're getting Jason Lacanfora with Brian Baldinger. Uh, it's been a minute, Baldy. We used to. Uh, we used to see a little more of each other in a previous iteration, but I always enjoy talking ball with you. And, yeah, we're going to go around the league, see what's on Baldy's mind, um, some teams that have impressed him for better or worse, some coaches who have stood out for him. Um, we'll end this thing talking about what clearly seems to be the game of the weekend in week five, Dallas-San Francisco. Um, but, Baldy, look, we're through September. We're through a month of the season. Uh, we've had a chance to maybe think we know some of these teams and marinate on some things. Uh, are, are there a few teams, individuals, coaches who are standing out for you now that we're four games in? Yeah, I mean, I think there's quite a few, but I mean, I, I would go, I mean, I don't think anybody expected the Rams to be competitive this year, Jason. I really don't. Right. And we know Sean McVay has been a great coach, but we just didn't think the personnel was there. And I, nope. I've, I've said this for three weeks in a row, Jason. I challenge any analyst out there that does this for a living, go tell me the starting defense for the Los Angeles Rams. We know Aaron Donald's 99. Go tell me everybody else that's on that defense. Yeah. But, you know, they fixed the offensive line. They've got a running game. Um, they were deep in a hole. And, you know, they, they, they were running the Colts out of the gym last week. They let them back in the game, but they finished it in overtime. This, this rookie, Puka Nakua, is – it, it looks like – I mean, it might as well just be Cooper Cup. Might as well. That, yeah. That's the trust. Okay, so that, that's one team. I don't think – you know, Dan Campbell has been outstanding in what Detroit is doing. That's real. We thought they would be. But now they're – you know, they're, they're going out there and doing it. They're going to get Jamison Williams back. Um, I think John Harbaugh is doing a good job, Jason. Like, I, I didn't think that that yes, was sir. a very good roster. Uh, you know, Odell no. Beckham I didn't think would be a huge component to this team. But I thought Zay Flowers would yep. be, and and he's yep. been everything as advertised, and he's a great kid. You can't help but cheer for Zay Flowers. So, you know, I I think there's just, you know, and then even though the Arizona Cardinals are one and three, I I thought everybody preseason thought, okay, this is going to be the yep. tank job of all tank jobs. Let's just tank yep. for Caleb, call it whatever you want. But they've been in every single game. And they took San Francisco. It was 21-16 late in the third quarter last week. I mean, San Francisco had to really put a fourth quarter together, you know, with Christian McCaffrey to go, you know, put that game on ice. But it wasn't easy. And I think you could probably just give, you know, kudos to Pete Carroll every year for what he does. Sure. Because what we saw on Monday night, Chase, and I'll finish it with this. We saw a Giants team that is highly, highly dysfunctional mainly because their offensive line is just completely out of sorts. But on the other side, you know, I'm just looking at a rookie center and a rookie right guard and two tackles that have never played before. 
you know, and the starting center play left guard, and they look highly functional against a pretty talented defense. So Pete Carroll, like every year, that team, that guy just gets his team ready to play. They kind of find their identity early, and they move on. Well, I want to I want to dig a little deeper into some of those um, so, so, some of those uh, teams and, and individuals you just mentioned, and let's just work backwards. Let's look at Seattle. Baldy, the, the thing about them, and, and I, I thought they'd be better. I actually thought they could win that division, and that's not going to happen, right? San Francisco's a different class. But we're talking a, a quarter of the way in, and, and you just mentioned the Giants disaster. There's some teams who don't know who they are and might never figure it out this year or figure it out yep. too late. And then there's teams like Seattle, who it's not going to be super sexy every week, right? But, like, they, they know who they are. And they know that they can't beat you five different ways, right? They they kind of need to beat you their way. They need to mm-hmm. they need to push their will on you, right? With with Kenneth Walker, they need to get Gino in downs and distances where he can continue to make things happen. They can't turn the ball over, um, and that's not a star-studded defense, but it's a defense that's going to embody a lot of Pete Carroll's principles, right? They're going to be sound to that cover three stuff. They're not going to give you any free passes and any cheap, easy fifty-yard shots. Right, like they have a style of play that they are going to try to adhere to every week, and it's probably going to serve them pretty well and get them in the playoffs. You know, it was interesting. You know, Geno Smith obviously has the twisted knees in the tent. Jake Locker comes in, never taking a snap for Seattle, so he comes in. He's taking a he's taking the snap from a rookie center. They're a fifth round pick from Michigan, Olatimi. Uh, Anthony Walker is the rookie right guard. The running back is Zach Charbonnet, the rookie out of UCLA. Yeah. And you're like, and they're running the ball right at the Giants with Dexter Lawrence and Big Cat Williams and Bobby yeah. Okereke and all these guys are supposed to fix this defense. And I'm going, I mean, that's what coaching is. You know, that's what Dable did last year, right, Jason? You're like, whatever we got, yes. let's let's give it the very best that we have. And let's let's figure out what we can do with what we have, and let's do this. I, I thought it was just eye-opening um, what we saw on Monday night because the other team is – I don't know when they're going to figure it out. If they figured it out last year in the second half of the season, they yeah. did. There was time. But, you know, uh, that that th- that was 11 days to get ready for that, Jason. 11 days to get ready for what we saw. So there was the opposite, what Dable and the Giants put out there and what Pete Carroll going across the country on a Monday night did. It was two different, Baldy, you know. With the bye looming, right? And you look at some of the teams last week that were playing their game, and then you got vacation on the other end of it. It it didn't bring out the best in many of them. Some of them decided, I might take my bye a week early. Certain quarterback, we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, yeah. You know, but I really looked at that as a trap game. A wounded Giants team at home, national television, more well-rested than the other team. You know, Seattle traveling cross-country before a bye with some of the O-line issues you mentioned, and maybe this is where the Giants' defense stands up. Um, and we saw none of that. Uh, and, and, and Baldy, the Giants have nine first-half points all season. The Giants still yes. have not scored a first-half touchdown, and they faced Miami this week. Guess who leads the NFL in first-half scoring with 86 points? Yeah. The Miami Dolphins. And the yeah. Giants have a negative 67 scoring differential in the first half. Third, negative 68. 31 points worse than any other no, team. No, no, but J- Jason, look, I mean, those uh, that, numbers that game are might real. be over before it starts. Well, I mean, yeah. it's historically bad. 
just historically bad, yeah. you know, and that, that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, but look, no. I, we could keep going here, Jason, but I mean, what, what the Houston Texans are doing right now, I mean, they were playing, you talk about offense line issues. They were down to their third team left tackle, who was a six round pick last year, who'd never played. But what I saw them do you know, to protect CJ Stroud is what you should do. Just sound, really sound protection principles, kind of helping your left tackle out there, you know, not name Laramie Tunsil, not name Josh Jones, like, you know, protecting your tackle and running the ball really, really well. Uh, you know, so CJ Stroud is, you know, is right there for rookie of the year honors, the way he is throwing the football. Nobody thought Nico Collins was going to be a number one wide receiver in this business. Uh, what he did the yep. first two years, but he's looking at and Tank Dell looks like the real thing. And, you know, we always do Robert Woods was really good. And we saw Damian Pierce and all of a sudden you're like, and then you see what they've got on defense and what D'Amico's working with, whether it's Will Anderson, Jalen Petrie, like they've got pieces in Houston. And for the first time, and I don't know how long, um, you know, it seems like forever. Yeah. Like Houston is actually building something that I think is going to last for a long time. Baldy, um, I, I talked to somebody who advanced scouts them uh, last night for a piece I'm working on for the Washington Post. He said some similar things to you. He likened what they're doing with C.J. Stroud. And remember, D'Amico, obviously coming from San Francisco, to the way Shanahan has bled Purdy in. Um, he loves their defensive front and not just Will, but, but that front four in general. And this same guy who last year around week seven said, I don't care what Jacksonville's record is. Jacksonville's going to win that division. This same guy is telling me Houston Texans are going to win the AFC South. Wow. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty prescient. I mean, it's a long ways to go, but they're, they're, they're going to be highly competitive. Like, I don't know. Everybody's two and two, right? Everybody in the AFC yes. South is two and two right now. Um, I've seen the Indianapolis Colts play some great football. Anthony Richardson doesn't look like any kid that's played 12 college games in his life. He looks far more advanced than that. Shane Steichen's doing a great job with what he has. They're very, very competitive. I mean, that was a great – I mean, if you just want to watch good football, fun football, turn on that Colts – you know, that, that Colts game in the Rams last week. That was a lot of fun to watch. You mentioned the Arizona Cardinals. I, I am entirely with you. That's a deceiving one and three. Um, you, you take away and, – and I know this is cliche. But honestly – they outplayed Washington for three quarters, right? They outplayed the Giants until they let their foot off the pedal at 28-0. Um, and then they seemed to learn some lessons from that, right, and take it to the Cowboys. And now they play the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I've had some people who played the, the Cardinals say that that that's, more, that's a more physical version of the Cardinals than they've seen in a long time, that, that those guys – when they hit you, you feel it. Like there seems to seem to be playing with a level of sort of intent and conviction that they haven't seen in the past. And then obviously for the Bengals, right? This this might be Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor and Jamar Chase's last stand for, for this year, right? Because they're they're on the precipice of falling in a deep, deep hole. And you can't go around the NFL in 2023 averaging four point four air yards per attempt and think you're gonna beat anybody. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's the right calf of Joe Burrow. And I remember this, Jason. I remember being at Cincinnati Bengals training camp this summer 
like I actually remember the date. It was uh, August 4th. It was early in camp. Joe Burrow's out. And we sat and we talked for the NFL Network. We talked to Jamar. Jamar's father was there. Joe Burrow's father was there. We talked all. It was great. And Jamar said this. And it, like literally my eyes popped out of my head. They opened up with Cleveland. And Jamar said, I hope Joe doesn't isn't ready, doesn't go week one. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He said, yeah. I, hope Jamar, I hope Joe doesn't go week one. And all he was saying was, whatever you got to do to make Love sure you. that calf is fully healthy, we need you in January. We don't need you in September. Well, it's a disaster right now. He can't move. He's a wooden statue back there. Um, he's taken one play-action pass in over 80 passes the last two weeks, Jason. One, where he turned his back to the defense. And that play, by the way, went for 43 yards to Jamar. The wow. only – the longest play from scrimmage all year is the only play action pass that they run all, all year. They literally, and, and the one thing I used to always compliment Zach Taylor on um, really starting two years ago, Jason was how he built a team that no matter what the situation was, they pulled for each other. Like the defense was up on their feet yeah. cheering for the offense and vice versa. It was, and it didn't matter what the game was. It could be preseason. It could be a blowout game. Like, it was really interesting to watch that team, and you just don't see that now. You see literally – you know the the bad body language that we saw, let's say, with Ben Roethlisberger three years ago where it was three and out, three and out, three and out, and guys yeah. are just walking yeah. off the field. That's yeah. the body language shower. Yeah. that you're seeing from Cincinnati right now. And you don't you – know, and so if you look at this matchup, you don't see any of that in Arizona. Like – Look, I, I live in Philly, Jason. I know Jonathan Gannon. The Eagle fans were like, good riddance. Like, he never yes. blitzed. He played the same defense. It was a soft zone. Like, you don't see any of that. They've got they're, – they're attacking you from different places. He's taking Kazir White and Kayvon Wallace from Philadelphia, and they're starting for him now. And they're playing – like, they look like they're as – they're having fun, first of all. And second of all, they play as hard as any team in this league. They're not talented, as talented as the 49ers. Nobody is. But, damn, if they didn't, down 21-3, all right, Josh Dobbs getting a chance to play. Man, throw that double, you know, that uh, that's, uh, stuttering go to Michael Wilson, the rookie on the outside, and, and get yourself 40. And go throw a touchdown, a couple touchdown passes to him, get right back in the game. It, it, they're a lot of fun to watch. I, I enjoy watching the coaching job of Giants. And, and Cincinnati is going to have their hands full. Like, they got to play a perfect game. Bengals defense probably has to help win this game for him. Probably has got to score some way defensively. Um, but I don't – unless Joe Burrow has a miraculous healing of the calf, I don't see this offense changing much right now. Well, and Baldy, all you can throw, right, are bubble screens and little, you know, five-yard comebackers and then see if somebody can get yak. Like, if you become that predictable in the passing game, like – wouldn't it just be smarter to, to to just try to like, yeah, take deep shots, pull back off the street? Well, hit somebody occasionally a double move, but like if that's how limited your passing game is, then do you just sell out for the run game and get heavy and just go old school, right? And bring in bring in an extra tackle, oh. you know what I mean? And bring in a fullback, like especially when you're playing a team like Arizona. That's somewhat limited. Oh, the problem with the, right? the like, problem with the you look, try to I, get Burrow through it that way. Yeah, but you know the quarterback's not a threat. Okay, so it's not like okay, well, this is what the Ravens could do with Lamar. 
because right. you had to defend a freak athlete and you could run it. The problem, Jason, honestly, is if I want to go stop your running game and you want to play that 13 personnel and just like just bully ball, right? If I if I want to stop it, I can stop it. I mean, I can at least limit it. You know, I, I can keep you to two or three yards of carry. And then okay. if you play that perfect on third and four, okay, Burrow to J- Jamar Chase, you can nickel and dime it maybe, but you can't you can't have a negative play. You can't have a penalty. Right. You got to play perfect. And not many teams can do that. You need chunk. You need a yak. You need those chunk plays to flip field position. Otherwise, that's that's how a team's going to defend you. They're going to punt the ball. They're going to keep you deep in your territory. You're going to say, okay, play bully ball and go 80 yards. Good luck. Like, you know, it, that that's a hard way to, to make a living. Um, there's one thing, though, Jason, like, like I'm going to group about five or six teams together here. But the way Cincinnati uh-huh. is constructed now, the way the Giants are, the way the Steelers are struggling, um, almost the way, say, New Orleans is struggling, the way New England is struggling. Yeah. Like, there's six or eight teams right now. They're all in the same category offensively. And so here's what they do. Like, it's so predictable. The Giants open up their game literally the first three series doing this. <clears throat> they go max protection so that they can get, you know, two receivers to get down the field. Right, because yeah. it takes yeah. time. So you, you go seven, eight man protection. Okay, maybe some level of play action pass with it, and then the team is just you know the defense is rushing four and they're dropping seven, and they're just playing the zone. Good luck. You're not getting the ball overhead. We're just dropping like Buffalo did to Miami. Right. We're just going to expand the zone, and you're just going to sit there and hold the ball, and eventually our four man rush is going to break your break your eight man protection, and that's what I see. From Pittsburgh, they can't get the ball down the field. They don't trust their line. The Giants can't don't trust their line at all. So they they go to that method, and it's not working. The Dolphins tried it against Buffalo. They couldn't get the ball down the field when they when they lost that track meet in the second quarter last week to Buffalo. Um, and, and so it's a conundrum. And I see it in all these different teams. And Cincinnati's in that category right now. And how you the only way to break out of it is if you can. Line up with your five bigs and block those five or four and line up and give your, your quarterback three seconds to go make a, you know, at least run, you know, some sort of smash route combination or post dig or something where you're getting five out and making the defense go to work. Um, all right, let's let's uh, stay within the AFC North and uh, dig a little deeper on one of the teams you just mentioned there and their problems, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, fans want to run Matt Canada out of town, their offensive coordinator. Heck, Baldy, they've got a buy looming. You know, if this is another uh pedestrian or just plain garbage offensive performance for them, maybe Mike Tomlin. I don't think he's gonna fire Mike Canada, but it's somebody else on the headset and it's never announced and we're never told, right? But Matt Canada's not calling plays anymore, but he's still standing or sitting where he normally is. Would be the well, first I mean, why, why go through that uh, charade though? But but J- Jason, I understand what you're saying, but why even go through the charade? You know, I mean, because it, it's eventually it's going to be found out. Like Lex, like last week, they're in the game, okay, against Houston. They're in the game. It's 16 to 6, I think. And they're driving, and it's third and one. Fourth and one? Fourth and one. <laughs> it's fourth and one, and they spread they spread Houston out. You got a 250-pound running back sitting next to Kenny. This is the play that Kenny Pickett got hurt on. Like the iron. Yes, it is. And so you go, okay, we're going to spread them out and run it. Uh, and throw it. 
Well, first of all, the route combination made no sense. Because if you want to go get a yard, there's ways to go throw it and get a yard. You can roll out, run a double screen. I mean, there's just Bobby, play. Ben did it all the time. The last three yeah. years of his career, it's all Ben Roethlisberger did. Like, it's it, like me and you can draw up a fourth and one play if you don't feel good enough about running it. You Because you don't trust your group up front, evidently. But, but yeah. regardless, fourth and one, the game's on the line. You get the first down. You're driving. Maybe it becomes 16-14. Defense kicks it up a notch in the fourth quarter. Like, you can get out of there with the win. They, the, the play made no sense. So you go, what is Matt Canada thinking? Like, how does if, – if Mike Tomlin is listening to the plays, which I assume he is in his right. headset, and sure. he okays that call, like – you got to think Mike Tomlin's complicit. Like, you're okay yeah. with spreading it yeah. out, putting your quarterback in shotgun, and then calling that play. If you say, okay, I'm going to throw it, and I'm going to roll my quarterback out, and we're going to run this, you know, flat route for a yard, all right, you know. And then if that if, if the guy trips and falls, I got at least a second option to my tight end, whatever it might be. Makes It, it made no sense at all. And, and then you lose that, and then basically it was – you know, the game was over. Houston goes down, scores 23, whatever. You know, it was uh, you know, it was awful. From a personnel standpoint, um, our buddy, Bobby DePaul, who was doing some scouting for them for uh, Sumer Sports, Mr. Mitroff's uh, analytics startup, we were talking Steelers the other night. And yeah. tell me if you agree. He feels like the loss of Deontay Johnson has killed the yak game in the middle of the field. Friar move, not twitchy enough, not fast enough. He thinks they should lean into more Jalen Warren and get the young tight end from Georgia, Washington more involved, and mix things up that way a little bit. Um, what do you think of, of that? Well, Jalen Warren, I mean, it's, it, it, it's more explosive. He just is. I mean, he's, he's got he's got quicker punch. I've watched it for two years. Uh, he's excellent in blitz pickup, and he's probably a better receiver than Najee. Um, if you get, if you can get Najee, you know, 25 carries, he can wear you down. He'll get that fourth, that fourth quarter run, get you over a hundred, but he's not, a, you know, he, he doesn't have Twitch. Um, there's a great play that I showed the other day where they, they I, I call it triple trap, uh, double scoop. They run the play and he's one-on-one with the corner in Houston. Okay. Steven Nelson, he's one-on-one like the hole is a gorge. You got one guy to beat. Now, Christian McCaffrey's making that guy miss. There's a lot of people that are making Steven Nelson miss with a hole that big. Sure. And now you get tackled for a four-yard carry. You know, I mean, that's what Bob – I mean, most of the things Bobby says I listen to and I usually agree with. I mean, he's just a sharp personnel man. But I, I don't disagree with Bobby on that. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big spot for the Steelers, obviously, against the Ravens with the Steelers by looming. Let's let's go to the Ravens and Browns. Um, Baldy, guess who's running the ball at a higher percentage clip than any team in the NFL? And no one can blame Greg Roman for it anymore. Guess, guess who's running the ball 54.5% of the time? And, and, the and, NFL, and they're taking the reach. 5% higher. And a year ago, Jason, and they're taking retreads of Melvin Gordon. Like, look at that lineup of guys. Justice Hill has been at the end of this roster for four straight years in a row. 
and he's popping runs. Yeah. Um, look, it, it helps a great deal, Jason, that Linderbaum is back at center. I mean, he's just a really good player. He really – he's excellent in the run game. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, He plays with such good leverage. You know, if if Stanley can ever get healthy and get out there at left tackle, um, they got a pretty good group up front. And, you know, they've got, you know, the most versatile fullback tight end in the game today that really helps in the run game. But, yes, like, um, you know, the short passing game is on. I I, I believe Baltimore – Yeah. Like, they, they got some shots last week to Andrews. They got to scramble to Zay Flowers. They got a couple big, you know, vertical pops last week against the league's best defense. So yeah. I just think it's coming. It's starting to come. Like they, they wanted short passes, more yak. They're, they're getting that out yeah. quick. Lamar seems to be just fine doing it. When Lamar plays like he did last week, Jason, they're just hard to beat because he's just so dynamic. The touchdown to Mark Andrews, I, I don't know how you can – Denzel Ward, you know, I don't know how you can – defend that play any better. The only place that Lamar, and he makes it look so easy, you know, which is frustrating. Yeah. But he may, but the only place you can put the ball for Mark Andrews to get it is where he put it. You know, I mean, he's playing, he's playing really good football right now. Well, look, when they can run the ball on you between the twenties with some of that counter option stuff and QB draw, right. And, and some of the design stuff for him. And to your point, they had four runners with explosive runs of 10 yards or more in the first half alone against that Jimmy Schwartz defense. Like, when they can do that to you between the 20s, and then Lamar is a, is the red zone wizard with the passes to Andrews earlier in the year, the one he dropped in the bucket to Aguilar, back shoulder, right? And he already has four rushing touchdowns all in the red zone. He's never had more than mm-hmm. seven in a season, right? Like, when he's that guy, that's bad. okay, and you got Roquan Smith anchoring the defense on the other side where they don't they don't give you any freebies. Like it's not super sexy, but it's really effective. And Baldy, I think they're going to come out against the Steelers and try to do exactly what they did with the Browns, right? Steelers, whoever plays quarterback, beat up Kenny Pickett on one knee or Trubisky. The guy's going to be limited, right? He can't really play from behind. If we can exert our will early in the run game with our multiplicity and get a lead, we'll run the ball forty times on YouTube. Right, Lamar high percentage passes in the red zone and his legs, and you can't come back on us. Like I think it's the same script. I think they're gonna. I mean, it might. Like the, you know, like the honestly, Jason. Like, I, look, I, I was in Pittsburgh week one against San Francisco when Pittsburgh's offense could not get out of its own way. Like this might not be a home field advantage for Pittsburgh this week, honestly, because the terrible towels will be there. But as soon as this offense goes three and out or, you know, they can't convert on a third down or, you know, whatever, like those fans are going to turn. Like, they're, like I, I already heard – I heard week one the, the boos for yeah. Canada. Like it's going to get really loud because it's not just in Pittsburgh. Like, yes, every airwave station and every single podcast, it's all like get rid of Matt Canada. But it's a national story. It's a national story about the statistics are now coming out about just how yeah. how bad this is compared to all 31 other teams. And so it might not feel like a home game for Pittsburgh. It might literally be those 53 and Mike T against the world on Sunday with really their, their season. I mean, it's, you know, it's October, first week in October. It's, you know, it's, there, there's time, but th- th- that could yeah. be a deep crypt if they can't win that game at home this weekend. 
Uh, the Browns will not be playing this weekend. They're on their bye. A few takeaways from that game, though. Um, it did not look like the the rookie quarterback from UCLA was prepared to play that game whatsoever. And, and that's probably in part because Deshaun Watson, even though he couldn't throw the ball, you know, the plan was for him to play, and, and the rookie didn't really find out. Um, I'm told until a few hours before kickoff that he was actually going to have to go in there and try to navigate 70 snaps. Um, I was surprised Jim Schwartz did not blitz more. He's he shed his skin, right? He's playing a ton of man, and his blitz rates are, I don't know, almost in some cases 50% higher than they've been at previous stops in his career. Um, I was surprised he didn't keep attacking that Baltimore uh, offense, at, at least while it was a game, right? Once it got to 21-3, it was kind of over with the rookie quarterback. And then now um, Deshaun Watson plays his best game as a Brown the week before albeit against Tennessee, who can't, right? They have no secondary. Like, they've got issues there. They make a lot of people look good. And then the following week, everybody says he's going to play. He tells the local media on Friday, I'm playing. He doesn't play, and they have yeah, a but, loss but, at but Jason, you know, what, what's reported to the media and everything is fine on a Friday. The coach thought he was playing. Yeah. Like, the coach came out publicly and said, I thought he was playing. Like, the coach is getting crossed up. Like, how is it that Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson aren't in a locker together, on the field together, on the bus ride over to the stadium together, whatever, and discussing how you feel? Are you ready? Like, I, 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 I mean, I'm just mystified by the whole thing. And this is division football. This is like you forget the guaranteed contract and the commitment right. and everything that, you know, the owner made. Like, this is what you do. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, until, unless there was the idea that you could further harm whatever the injury is exactly, I, you, I, I don't know how you don't play. But you can't have your coach crossed up like I thought he was playing. Like, that, that can't come out of his mouth. And so that's, the, the whole disconnect is just bizarre to me. Yeah, that's just one of those franchises that you they, they just can't seem, right? Like, they're never quite out of their own way. Like, you think there's, oh, look what Jim Schwartz is doing with the defense. You know, oh, you know, okay, they lost Chubb, but this kid Ford's pretty interesting. And and you know what I mean? And you go from all that to 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 this. Um, I don't know, Baldy. I, yeah. I don't I don't know. I got a, I got a, I got a bad feeling uh about the Browns. Uh, what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs? Is the quarterback, dare, dare I ask this question, but in this very short term, while that offense has been off kilter, has Patrick Mahomes' decision-making been at least part of the issue? Mm, he looks like he's playing this. You know, they played against a, you know, a very talented Jets defense the other night. Um, but I really believe right now that they've got a lot of problems at offensive tackle, Jason. Like they've replaced both tackles. All right. And for whatever, I mean, Donovan Smith right now, Jawan Taylor, Jawan Taylor has not been good. They've had a lot of penalties. Trey Smith, who I love has had a lot of penalties. They've been in a lot of negative situations, Jason. I'm out here pulling out stats about how many second and twenties they've been in, but it yeah. certainly seems like they've been in a lot. Um, look, I don't care. Like, there's a reason why, Jason, that no team has repeated as Super Bowl champs since the Patriots did it in 0304. Like, 
the amount of distractions, and obviously there's a big one going on right now, and it's real. Like that stuff, like bigger Bill than Parcells, the game. If you're watching, if you're watching at like, home, Bobby, Bill Parcells said it best, Jason. Bill Parcells said it best. Like he said a lot of things best. When Tony Romo was dating, I don't know Jessica Simpson, whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. Like don't become a celebrity quarterback. Like don't bring that on. It's already hard enough to play quarterback. Don't bring that attention to our team. And that's what's, you know, that's going on. And so, you know, like I heard, you know, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey say something about, well, you know, the NFL needs to back off. Well, this isn't the NFL. They're on, you know, they're on national TV. It's the networks that are doing that. Okay. And so they're they're always going to do that. Like they're going to do that in anything. If we're watching the Oscars, Jason, we're going to know where every celebrity's sitting. Right. So like, this is like, you can't stop it. Okay. But so I just feel like, okay, Super Bowl champs, you got Netflix shows, you got all this stuff, right? Um, it's hard for Andy Reid to have the same level of concentration. I mean, Andy loves to, you know, go get himself a pint of ice cream and sit down on Monday night and Tuesday night and tinker away about what we're going to do, who who's up. Who. And so yeah. I'm not saying that it's just distractions that's causing an offense that doesn't quite look as sharp as we've seen. Although Isaiah Pacheco had a great day running the ball. Yes. Uh, give, him, give him credit there, you know, against the Jets. Um, but I, I, the tackle play has not been good. Uh, and, and that it looks like it's been a slippage from what they had a year ago. So there's no chance at all that somewhere in the back of his mind, Patrick Mahomes is – playing a little bit too much street ball or trying to get a little too cute with his wife hobnobbing with Taylor Swift in the, in the, in the owner suite. There's no, there's no chance. I'm sure there's that's a fun. sliver of that somewhere in the. He's always, look, I, I, I think I did Patrick Mahomes first start at Texas tech. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, and I've known him a long time. I don't think his style is going to, he's still taking off with the ball. He's still looking to put a dagger right in your side, like those things. And so there was a time two years ago, Jason, when, you know, he was throwing too many interceptions, even his mother was popping off. Like, you know, it'd be all right if the receiver caught the ball rather than having to bounce off his hands. And they got off to a slow start and they lost to the Chargers at home. And everybody was like the demise of, like, they're going to go, you're just going to go through stretches like that, you know? And so – if there's one guy that can ride that type of stretch out, it's Mahomes. Like I, I believe in his competitive fire. To if there is an issue, uh, to like get the offense back on track, I, I think he can do it. Well, this this should be a get right situation, right? I mean, Minnesota's defense. You I mean you you tell me what's really good about that? Brian Flores. This always cracks me up. He's doing nothing but blitzing. We're four games in, Baldy. Every week, you make the opposing quarterback look like Joe Montana. You want to know what the opposing passer rating is against the Vikings when they blitz? It's 120. It's not working, bro. It ain't working. You want to go to plan B, especially against Mahomes, who's got 55 touchdowns and six interceptions against the blitz for his career. Like, I'm looking at this saying, this should be keep leaning into Pacheco, right? This is a good spot to get Kelsey involved in the red zone. This should be a spot yeah, but, but where Jason, we see. You know, for Brian Flores, like they don't beat Carolina last week if they don't do that. I mean, Harrison Smith has three sacks. 
on that blitz look that they had. One of them, he got to Bryce Young, ball got out, DJ Wanham goes 51 yards. That was a difference in the game. They simply aren't good enough to line up and play defense. Like, they're not talented enough, and it's an issue. Um, they're not good enough in the secondary. They're not good enough up front. And so is this a, a game where Kansas City could go into Minnesota and put up 35? Absolutely. And, you know, teams are usually hesitant to blitz Mahomes because of his ability to, A, beat it right. with the pass or run. Either way, like his uh, escape routes that he has, and now he's running for a long way. He's not running for four yards. He's running for 20. And yeah. so the teams are hesitant to do that. So sometimes you don't know what to do. But um, Minnesota, I don't know how many teams they would have beaten last week. Um, Harrison Smith basically won the game for him with his three sacks and sack fumble. Uh, but they're, you know, they're they're a long ways away from, yeah. you know, the team that had a 13-win season a year ago. Yeah, yeah it, it ain't Carolina on the other sideline. Uh, this week. All right, Baldy, let's close with what we think will be the game of the weekend. Cowboys 49ers. I'm still a bit of a Cowboys skeptic. I always am and I still am. Uh, Micah's now a little beat up. That's a bad sign. Maybe they're getting a little beat up on the offensive line. That's a bad sign. I don't see multiplicity from the passing game, right? It's kind of CD Lamb or nothing. Red zone looks pretty broken to me. When they have a script where they beat you up defensively early and they get a lead, yes, they're very equipped to beat you down. But, like, even Pollard, his yards per touch ain't in the same zip code as a year ago. I have some concerns about them. I think San Francisco is far and away the more complete team. What are your thoughts on this game? Well, a couple things. One, you mentioned the red zone of the Dallas Cowboys. I call it the dead zone, Jason. And, you know, people were, you know, and I showed, like, red zone futility. I mean, I see – Dak Prescott and Tony Pollard running into each other at the four-yard line. They couldn't get a handoff. Um, like, I've seen I've seen this thing. In Arizona, Jason, they lose to the Cardinals. They drive the ball down the Cardinals, all four possessions of the second half. They get to the red zone. They don't score one touchdown. They get inside the 10 four times. They don't get one touchdown. Um, I see futility. And if you're not scoring touchdowns against this 49ers team, we've seen what their offense looks like. Oh, yeah. Um, so that – I, I'm concerned about them when they get down there because I they're a pretty good offense and they got their center in, the, in Zach Martin back last week that helped. I don't know what Tyron Smith his situation is, um, you know, going forward right now this week. It, it, it it's a lot better going up against Nick Bosa in that group if he's out there for sure. But the one thing about San Francisco, I don't care. I, I understand the standard in San Francisco is Joe Montana, Steve Young. I get that. But th this Brock Purdy, you can't get him to make a mistake, Jason. And not just – like, there's quarterbacks that will go out there in fear of making a mistake so they don't make one, but they don't do anything right. else either. Like, this guy is throwing the ball down the field. He's taking shots. Like, he's getting to his third read. The guy is – it's eight straight games now without an interception, going back to last year. Eight straight games now without an interception. And I'm saying, like, last week, you know – they used to have this um, when Bill Walsh was a coach here. It started, you know, the whole West Coast thing started, you know, basically started with Bill. And they used to have Friday practices, Jason, and it was the ball didn't hit the ground. That was the goal. Steve Young used to talk about it all the time. Ball's not going to hit the ground this Friday. And you go out there and you execute the, the script and the ball didn't hit the ground. Well, that was a Friday practice. 
Well, in the game last week, the ball didn't hit the ground against Arizona. The kid's 20 to 21, and the one incompletion is basically a throwaway under pressure. They, and Christian McCaffrey, if you want to say he's the MVP of the league, you're not wrong right now. Like, it's the perfect – like, he's a talented player, but he's the perfect fit in this offense There's because of the way that they can use him. So I think the Cowboys got their hands full. Um, you know, it has been – the season has ended against the 49ers two years in a row. And in both those losses, yeah. the Cowboys could not run the ball against the 49ers. Maybe they do this year. Pollard's playing really good right now. Maybe they run it better in this game. But Dak hasn't been good. He hasn't been good at all. And your quarterback has to be great against the 49ers. Josh Dobbs played really good and kept him in the game last week. Yeah. And he took shots, and he got down the red zone, and he hit Mike Wilson for a touchdown. They got back in the game. Like, Dak has to be – Dak has to play his best game of the year. And they got to convert when they get down there. And if that if those things happen, you know, and the other side is, I mean, you mentioned Dallas's defense, Jason. They scored four defensive touchdowns. They scored 12 as a team, eight offensively, four on defense. Um, when their defense scores and they're rolling like Deron Bland is, you know, taking this interception back, whatever. Yeah. Like they they they're like that that high school team in that small gym that just is fast breaking you and they're just dunking on you and they looked unstoppable. And then you get them into a big court and the fast break stops and, you know, they, they look like you can run the ball right at them the way Arizona did. And I have a feeling San Francisco is going to be able to run the ball out. Yeah, I do too. And uh, no dig, as we know, for the season. That's uh, that's probably going to show up in some big spots as well for the Cowboys. Before we get out of here, Baldy, where are you this weekend, brother? Well, I'm going to go see if either New England or New Orleans has a quarterback. It's you know, and um, because neither neither team's quarterback first players. one to twelve wins that one, Baldy. I'm heavy it, on the it, under. It might there. be it might be you know twelve ten. It could be, and it could be you know a safety that gets you to twelve. You know, it it it's it looks that bleak. Like New Orleans last week. I mean, Chris Olave, I think is a great player. They could not get the ball to Chris Olave. They, the offense line looks. They're powerful. red. They don't have a red zone offense. Their red zone offense is quarterback draw Taysom Taysom Hill. That's the red zone. The offense. quarterback play was terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. Jameis, Derek Carr. The quarterback play in New England was atrocious. Um, you know, they. So I don't know. I don't know what either team is going to do. But I'm going to. You know, when I got this assignment for the game, you know, back in August, I thought, okay, the Patriots. Right. You know, Matt Judon, and we'll see yeah. what Christian Gonzalez looks yeah, like, right. and those guys are out and. Um, you know, you got to go and take JC Jackson's contract and try to get him back to playing some kind of good football, which we haven't seen for a long time. Both teams look really desperate, you know, for a win and just desperate, period, at quarterback. So I'll be in Foxborough this weekend, Jason. Yeah, my man Groupie. Say hi to my man Groupie. Uh, I think he's going to make me some money this weekend. Okay. Yeah. All right, kicker props, baby. Kicker props in the honor on that one. All right. Enjoy. Well, listen, it, it's All been right, awesome Jason. getting back together yep. with you, Baldy. Um, you can hear Baldy with Carl Dukes on this yep. in the huddle podcast on Thursdays. Carl and I are usually together on Tuesdays, and you never know. Sometimes we'll mix it up again. Wherever you have consumed this podcast, let's say you download it on the Odyssey app. Well, guess what? You could also watch this on YouTube. Um, we're available on Twitch. There's a whole bunch of different ways. 
every week that you can stay in touch with us. Um, yeah. And we will continue to break down these games and these teams and these trends throughout the football season. Thanks for, for watching and or listening. And we will chat with you guys again next Tuesday. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company. 